Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. We've got a great guest on today. We've had a little pre-show uh, visit, and I think we've got lots of interesting stuff to talk about. But I do want to remind people, because this is new, if you're listening to the podcast, um, you can now ask guests live questions if you would choose. You can go download the Bright Vibe app, which is B-R-I-T-E, um, V-I-B-E, uh, and download the Bright Vibe app on Android or your Apple device and actually see all of our upcoming guests. In fact, we're just loading all of our guests in there now. This is a brand new um, platform that we launched and we're so we still have a little bugs to work out and stuff like that, but the live portion does work. You can actually click on add, add stuff to your calendar, add reminders, um, and all that's free. And you can listen in on live podcasts before we release them. And you can also ask questions of our guests in the Q&A section. So if you are tuning in live, I see we do have some uh, people uh, viewing this live today. Certainly feel free to ask Chris any questions you want um, or just anything that you would like to share. These are discussions. We like to say it bright by join the conversation. So this isn't just information. These are conversations and we're going to be doing more and more conversations, including more and more people in. So I would like to get now to Chris. So since you are the actual guest. So Chris McCann is a tech sales leader, modern day mystic, which I love. And we're going to have to you're going to have to do, get into that with me husband, father, grandfather, which there's, you must have adopted, uh, host of the internal affair podcast and the creator of the fireplace men's circle, which I do not know anything about. So I can legitimately ask you questions. Uh, there's, uh, there's something all successful people know, but rarely talk about external achievement isn't enough. No matter how hard you work, how many degrees you earn or what job title you hold, none of it can quiet the little voice inside that says there is more to life than this. I know because I've lived with this voice for many years. And it was only when I really started paying attention to it that things began to shift for me. Fast forward to today, I specialize in helping successful people and organizations remember who they are and align their life with their purpose. And I, I was tracking right with you until that last part. I think that's where I'm starting to lean in. But the, the beginning part of the realizing external achievement wasn't enough was a very rude awakening for me. And so it sounds like we have that similarity. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and still I am processing that uh, a decade later from actually having that realization. I'm still processing that external achievement isn't enough because um, I still have a tendency and, you know, to lean back in and think that that's going to fill some hole and it never, ever does. So Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you for your patience. Oh, so, ha so happy to have you on. Um, can I ask you some questions? 
please. Perfect. Because that's what I do. And if I don't get to ask you questions, it's kind of screws the show up. Yeah. Well, um, let, me with, uh, let me start with a grandparent thing. So, okay. Yeah. Um, let's start with a grandparent thing because yeah. there's no way. I mean, so you adopted, <laughs> you adopted like a 20 year old when you were 30 and now you have grandkids. That's awesome. Yeah. My, my son and his wife were age appropriate. They were 28 when they brought Kinsley into this world. I just yeah. so happened to um, discover what my <laughs> that particular chakra when I was 19 when he oh, was gotcha. so yeah so That's... I was not age appropriate but he was and it is yeah. blessing is probably the right word oh totally Oh, yeah, totally. Gosh. That's that's amazing. That's that's awesome. And so, um, internal affair podcast. And as I showed him, or shared with him pre-show, when I was reading your your bio and kind of doing some research, I, I originally read affair podcast, and I was like, okay, this is going to be a little different than what we normally do on the show. But what is internal affair podcast? What do you typically talk about on your podcast? And uh, kind of what what's the subject matter? And do you have guests on? And all that fun yeah, stuff. No, we do. And we have guests and, and season two is going to launch um, first week of August. And so we have like 12 or 13 recordings in the can. And, you know, I have 40, 50 other podcasts that were recorded mm -hmm. under the, um, under the name Soul Dive. Mm, okay. And that turned into like Stump the Psychic. Mm, okay <laughs> i felt very much like the you know like the monkeys at the zoo with the red mm -hmm. the red butts and everybody mm -hmm. kind of stands there and stares uh, and there's just so much more to that and right. what i've learned over the years is that someone can tell you what to do mm -hmm. but until you own it and you mm -hmm. take responsibility for that aspect of your life or whatever the challenge is it's very hard to experience change or transcendence and, and going beyond what is known. And I really wanted to just start having honest conversations with folks around the idea that it's all an inside job. Mm -hmm. We create our own reality, right? whether we're aware of it or not. And what's my role in all of this? So we talk a lot about awareness. We talk about states of consciousness we talk about exploration mm -hmm. um, sometimes we'll talk about psychedelics meditation mm -hmm. but largely it's you know how to live a more fulfilling life right and those conversations have been extremely powerful as you mm -hmm. know when you're doing yep. a podcast it's yep. you know really about the guest but i always learn yep. and yes totally you know a, a slightly better version of myself so mm -hmm. Uh, for folks that are interested in mm -hmm. hearing stories from everyday people, and I say that, but we've had some astronauts that have been recorded. Oh, very cool. Uh, there's a folk, a gentleman that's connected to David Bowie, um, mm -hmm. gotten to know a little bit and become friends. And just to see how that tapping into the other or your divine nature or your true nature um, leads you want a creative process and, mm -hmm. and how they use that information, however they get there um, to be able to affect change internally as well as externally, but knowing that it all starts here first. Right. And, and I think we're, we're going to dive deeper into that here shortly. And I would like to remind people that are live um, or that are um, watching this live. Certainly, if you would like to ask questions, you can go to the Q&A section right at the bottom of the Zoom screen and just type your question in there and we will be happy to address it live here in the show. 
You're the creator of the Fireplace Men's Circle. What is that? Yeah, and actually, the um, we do it monthly, and it's okay. usually uh, on a Wednesday night. And what I realized, because I had children at a very early age, is that it was hard for me to have friends, particularly friends mm-hmm. that were men. Right. And when I was raising Holden and Zachary, most of the my peer group at that point at different hockey games or school events, they were right. all my age now. And right. um, I recognized that I just didn't have friends. Right. Yep. Work friends. Yep. Uh, and I had friends that you'd see socially, but I selfishly, I wanted to help build a community to bring mm-hmm. men together to talk about that experience. And what we've seen and noticed with all of the tumultuousness of, of the world and mm-hmm. where we are geographically, it's, it's a pretty challenging time for many of us, is that men need a place to be able to express. Yes, totally. And so I cook steak, mm-hmm. I light the fire, Everyone right. brings the dish and we sit around. There's really no agenda other than to give men an opportunity to see and to be seen depending right. on where they are. Yep. And so it's gone from, you know, four or five people to now we'll have maybe 35, 40 people show up tonight. Everyone brings a dish. Oh my gosh. And um, it's just a really interesting way. Um, to build a relationship with folks. Mm-hmm. And so so this is literally at your house. Yes, we do it in our backyard. Yeah. Okay, perfect. We'll just put your address in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. And then whoever wants to come over, just you got to bring Very a side good. dish, right? Right. Yeah. So you may have two or 300 people showing up next week. And, and sometimes they bring wine. Sometimes they bring okay. cannabis. Whatever brings you ease. Right. You have one rule and you need to come with an open heart. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting. And, you know, I think, um, and, and I've heard of different groups out there. I actually belong to a, a, a group of business professionals, um, and it's a worldwide organization, but, and we have what would they call a forum group and a forum group. We meet monthly for about, um, three or four hours every month, but it is very focused. It has a format kind of, you give an update and then, and then we do a presentation. So one of the group, I have six, uh, I'm one of six in our group and, uh, you know, one of us, we rotate out each time who gets to present, but it's usually on either business stuff or personal stuff or kids stuff or family stuff. So it's, there's no limits to what you can present, but I've found that that I've been doing that for over a decade. And, and I think there were times in my life where it, it, for me, it's like a, it's like a stress reliever. In fact, next week, we're going to spend, we're going to go sail sailboats next week together, our group of six guys. Um, but we, uh, um, but it, but it's, it's like, as soon as I walk in the room with that group of guys, it's like, I can take off the masks. I can set down the pretense. I can, I don't have to worry about what I say because everything's in our group. Everything literally is confidential, right? We sign a confidentiality thing. We say, Hey, this isn't right. Nothing goes outside this group. And we also, to your point about the open hearts, you know, once we go in session now, pre-session during lunch, it's a free-for-all. Right. I mean, meaning we give each other a hard time and we joke and we laugh like all men do. Right. We kind of, but then once we go in session, we call it red light. Um, once we, once we go into session, no sarcasm, no judging, no shooting, no, you can only tell, you can only relate with your own experiences. So if somebody says, gosh, you know, I feel like this, I feel like crap because, you know, I lost this contract or I, whatever. 
then, then the only thing we can say is, you know, last time I felt like crap was because I got in a fight with my wife or, you know, I said, and so it's, we, we really try to relate to the feeling. And I tell you, it's been so therapeutic and so beneficial um, because it's, 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 it's just real. Right. And, and so literally I walk in the room and it's just like, and you can see it on everybody's face. It's like, everybody just goes, okay, I don't have to pretend to be the boss or pretend to be the employee or pretend to be the, this or the, that we can just sit here and be real. And when we leave, we can leave it here. You know, we don't have to, there's nothing we have to do with it. It's just, and I don't think, I don't know if women have more access to that, but I know for men, I think that that's just something that's greatly missed is that community community of men coming together in a space like that, that can be transparent enough to cry or enough to laugh or enough to say, I killed it or I'm getting my ass kicked, right? Whatever it is. Yeah. And those things happen. Uh, you mentioned an interesting word, mm-hmm. feeling. You said, mm-hmm. 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 And, you know, for so much of my life, yep. I don't know, and I have a conscious awareness of it now and I <laughs> allow myself to feel Right. In fact, I had a psychotherapist when we first moved to Santa Monica. I wanted someone um, like Wendy and Billions. I wanted someone who could clean me up and put me back on the field to go make more money. <laughs> right, right, right. And shoot me up and get me back on the field, yes, coach. Yes, <laughs> right. And you could ask me, well, how do you feel? And I felt like Fonzie on happy days. I was like, I couldn't articulate it. Right. And just due to the nature of the work, right, and mm-hmm, the work mm-hmm. and exploring my own consciousness, um, and I've been able to give myself permission to feel and to notice. And as and I, I shared with you a story of a couple of folks that I took through ceremony mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. And as he's walking out the door, he said, well, it's given me a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. So I looked at him, I stopped him, <laughs> hugged him, and I said, it's given you a lot to feel. Right. And that is just such a subtle yet significant paradigm shift in how we experience and mm-hmm. to allow yourself to, to feel. He had, um, and he was laughing and crying as he was coming out of the medicine last night. And he's like, I don't know why I'm sad and I'm mm-hmm. happy. You know, and I, we get so fixated on the notion of always having to be a certain way. Right. Or if I do this or I take this pill, then my anxiety is going to go away. My depression is going to go away. Um, and, and that's not to minimize that those are real things. Right. Of course. Yep. However, we can't just take a substance and expect for that to address root cause. Right. We'll notice the association of when a certain thought or experience manifests itself in our like physical body where it becomes an exoteric experience Mm -hmm. then we begin to we have an opportunity by increasing that level of awareness to investigate and i like to say that you know if i have like i've decided like this is the truth or this is the way everything is open for subversion right and today i feel great about my role in life Right, but something hopefully happens that turns it on its head and gets mm-hmm. me to view this through a slightly different perspective. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the linearity of life, and you know, if I do this, then I'm going to be happy. Or if I have this house, or I have these cars, or I have this jewelry, or these clothes, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's a rigged game. Right. 
right? And, you know, that journey begins on the inside and letting go of the possibility that there is no arriving. Mm-hmm. Just experience and stacking moments and moments on top of each other. And yes, you're going to be sad. That's life. Mm-hmm. There's birth and there's death. And your kids are never going to be the same age that they are now. And you're never going to be able to push them on the swing the same way that you did this morning. Right. It's not permanent. But without feeling and allowing yourself to feel sad, mm-hmm. how can one expect to feel joyous or right. be right we need that relativity and it's everything's this you know two sides of the same coin Um, so it's powerful being able to do that sort of work but mind you i'm doing this work with these two folks last night Mm -hmm. and i guarantee you i got as much if not more out of the experience than they did interesting yeah Hmm. yeah and 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 um i facilitated some meditation groups and some processes and stuff too and i i have found even to your point about the podcast I have found that, yes, when you're truly in a space of service for service's sake, right? Just you're, you're in a space of service for service's sake, you typically always come away changed or affected in, in, a, in and I would say in a, I'll use the word positive, but in a, in a way that helps you expand or helps you be more aware, helps you be more integrated, if at least that's been my experience. Yes, same. And, and that really carries over into my day job. You know, mm-hmm. I'm VP of sales for a content management company. And I have 13 direct reports today, which is a lot. Right. And it doesn't beyond six or seven is diminishing returns. Right. Of course. Yeah. Usually five. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you're up to that many, that's a lot of people to manage. It is. And so how do I take care of myself? Right. Right. As well as taking care of my team and then the other business units that, you know, I I have at least some responsibility to or toward. And service is the best word to Mm -hmm. describe what comes naturally to me and how I lead and how I manage. And it's like, what can I do to help you realize what's important to you? And mm-hmm. for some people, it might be, I want to take, um, I want to take my father and, and have pilot lessons or someone right. want to have an exquisite Frisbee golf excursion. Right. It's never important. It doesn't matter. But when I wake up in the morning, I need to make sure that I'm right with myself mm-hmm. first and foremost. And when that happens and I feel like I've got my own oxygen mask on, um, then I can wake up and say, all right, how do I help? And right you know, the, the service aspect, whether it's facilitating retreats Mm -hmm. or it's managing a sales forecast call, it works well for me. Right. Feedback that I get from the team, the direct reports, as well as the folks that I'm able to help take care of. It's really interesting because I've heard this from multiple people in different ways. And I'm only now saying this and realizing it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're like the the house dad. Right. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, um, it's a privilege and it's a responsibility to be able to serve in that way. And as long right. as I'm having fun, right. Making a meaningful difference. And that feels good. Like I don't have a goal of ever being a chief revenue officer. That's not that important to me. Mm-hmm. What is important to me is helping people achieve what's important to them. Right. Yeah, totally. 
And I, and I like that you're, you're, you know, for so long, it sounds like we've had a similar, some similar experiences anyway, um, in the business world, because for so long, it was like, when I started this path of kind of, you know, it was just, for me, I was in sales, and it was just, you know, drinking and partying and working really hard and not taking care of myself and just the whole cycle, right? I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm out partying and then try to recover on Sunday and just really don't talk to anybody and then hit it hard Monday morning and go back. I was in real estate, so real estate sales. And so it was just a cycle. And then eventually I got to the point you talked about here about that external thing. And I actually remember the point of like being half buzzed or drunk or something. And for some reason I would this would always, I don't know why it would always come to me in like in the men's bathroom, I'd be standing at the urinal and I'd be staring at the wall. And there was this little voice inside that said, there's more to you than this, Matt, you've got to come find me. And, and I would be like, what? And, and, and it was weird because it was almost like I had to, I don't know why, but maybe drink myself into a point of not overthinking everything and just being in so in the mind. And so even though I don't recommend you know, alcohol for the alcohol's sake, at that point, it was a little bit of medicine for me. And so then when I started reaching out and finding stuff and exploring stuff, then it was like, well, how do I integrate this into my life? I mean, I remember having the first, I, I learned a meditation technique in India from monks and I came back and I'm like, people are going to think I'm stark. This is Kansas, right? I live in Kansas, right? So we are in the Bible belt. We are very Midwestern. We're very, you know, everything conservative. And it was like, I'm going to do, how am I going to tell my friends to come over and meditate? Right. And I do remember the first time I just did it at my house. I was like, Hey, I called like eight or 10 people or text them or whatever. And I said, Hey, come over. I want to, I want to do this thing that I learned in India with you. And, and I remember what I'm going, should I bring the beer? And I was like, no, no, not, not this, not for this particular deal. Why don't you just, it was like three in the afternoon on a Saturday. I was like, no, let's just, let's just kind of come over. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was hard to integrate that kind of that, um, work spiritual friends type thing. And so I think it's really interesting how you kind of integrated that into using it as not only for your grounding, but then also as a way to help others and lead others through that spiritual if you, if you want to call it that through that spiritual or that grounded or that more aware nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, the stories are very similar. And I, I buried myself in vodka and that was how mm. I got me too. <laughs> that was my, right. that was my vice of choice. Vodka. You got to love it. <laughs> yeah, Hangovers are easier, right? Yeah, much <laughs> yeah. easier. And you know, I, I've come to understand why I did that. Right. Mm -hmm. And before I just, I, I wasn't anywhere near ready to, to hear that. Hey, Matt, I'm at the urinal. Um, yeah, 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 right. uh, and so now I can drink and I do, oh, right. drink. Yep. Um, but rather than a bottle of wine a night, <laughs> half, it's maybe it's a glass a week. Right. Yep. Because That's, the body yep. has changed and I'm more comfortable with these other aspects of life and being able to integrate those and wanting to be clean and clear and able mm -hmm. to serve. And that's at work, it's at home, it's with my friends and in the community at large. And I enjoy a, I don't want to say a soberish life, but I enjoy right. the agency and authority over choosing to have a vodka watermelon at a, at a pool party up right. in Calabasas. Yep. And, and not be attached to it. Right. right. Totally. Yeah. Like my oldest son, who I mentioned in the earlier part of the podcast uh, around Christmas, we were hanging out with his in-laws mm -hmm. 
and we were talking about psychedelics and you know, and mind you, I had him when I was, I had just turned 20 and we grew up together in, in right. some ways. And just because right. I could grow a mustache didn't mean that I was a man or a father right, or even a good husband for that matter. And he's like, yeah, he's like, look at how much you've changed. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're just, you're living proof that people can change. I didn't think that that was possible. And so this is an interesting question yeah. for you, Matt, is, you know, and as, and I heard that and I took it in, mm-hmm. I don't know that I changed. I just feel closer to that 15, 16, 17 year old self mm-hmm. who didn't know any better and thought everything was possible. Right. That joy and that wonder and that awe of life that existed for me then is mm-hmm. And it's not going anywhere. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And it's beautiful to see the process. And I think, you know, for myself and, and people listening or tuning in, I think that also gives a sense of hope or a sense of it's always nice to see someone who's taken a step or two further down the path. We're all on a path. And I think for the most part, we're all on, you know, the path. But it's nice to kind of have that, um, you know, if you put in the work and you do the hard lifting and you do the introspection and you do you know, you work on yourself that on the other side of that one, you do have a more positive effect on your environment, meaning the people that you love and the people that you surround yourself with. Um, but then also you're just more free to be you, right? I think that's what I'm hearing you say. Yes. And to explore. Right. You and, and, and allow, you know, everything to influence that. My wife says something very profound. She, when we first met, she was a G-Wagon driving, hard-charging, East Coast ad exec. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now she teaches yoga full-time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like California living, right? Yeah. Um, and she would get really wound up when we first moved here about the fact that she wasn't 22 and had a massive Instagram following. and Right had a six pack abs or, you know, whatever she was identifying with. And someone shared with her, you know, Meredith, the, what I like about you and your yoga is that you're not all the way over here. Right. And you're maybe just a little bit ahead of where I am as a right. student. And so then it feels relatable. Right. And so we have teachers or opportunities to learn in our own lives. You know, it's important um, to also be open to someone who might just be a little bit ahead of you and also realizing that you, Matt, or me, Chris, mm-hmm. you don't have to have all the answers to right. be able to be of service and to help. And when this was presented to me, it's like, well, you know, Chris, we want you to lead a psychedelic integration circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, well, who am I to do this? Right, right, <laughs> hey, right. Well, yep. All I have are experiences. And that voice super loud is like, well, if not you, then who? Who? Right. Yeah, definitely. Like, all right, that's fair. So we'll just do it and trust that, you know, I might be a little bit further down a particular path than someone else, but there's going to be someone else that I can also draft of. And the power of these circles and these communities is that what Matt shares with Jody, that shares with Chris, that shares with Meredith, is that when we're sharing and we're open, that that ascension, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Part of a collective is part of a group, even if it's only for an hour, um, helps facilitate that ascension and transcendence of everyone. Right. And that's the beauty of doing this work in groups. 
Yeah. And I, I, I would, I, I would say some of the most powerful experience I've had some really, you know, profound experiences, not in group, but the ones I enjoy the most and the ones that feel most heartfelt and connected definitely happened in groups, whether it was, you know, you know, fasting or detoxing or learning about something or a spiritual thing or whatever it was that, that group dynamic just always brings richness, especially for, uh, I, you know, uh, again, kind of similar backgrounds of, of sales, business, stuff like that. And there was just, it felt like that a big part of myself had shut down. And so when I, you know, even now I, I know that I'm more closed than I would like to be, but if I'm in that group setting and other people are more open, right. And more vulnerable and share, then I feel the sense of, okay, now I'm safe. Now, maybe I can lean in a little bit more than I was going to, or maybe I, or maybe I do, uh, you know, compassion wells up inside me a little bit more because I'm so connected to their story or, right. So it's almost like they're helping me process my own pain, but I wouldn't have been able to do that just sitting in meditation by myself or just listening to music or even having necessarily a coach. Um, it's more of that group dynamic that I think is so powerful because, and I've watched, you know, I did a lot of work around Tony Robbins and studied his stuff, but I went to a lot of his workshops in Fiji to his resort and ended up going to India because of Tony. And I noticed, you know, by the second or third thing I was doing that he was very much uh, doing that with the crowd, right? I was watching him pick people that were kind of like an avatar for pain or suffering or childhood abuse or whatever. And so he was working with this person, but it was affecting, you know, 4,000 people or whatever else that was in the room because it was a group dynamic, right? And he, he was doing that intentionally. It wasn't like he picked this person because they raised their hand. He picked that person because of the story behind he could use that as a catalyst for change. And I think that's what the group dynamic gives us the benefit. It's like when anyone, at least my own experience is when anyone heals in a group, everyone heals to some degree in that same group, right? Absolutely. And as you're speaking, the, the word that came in or the phrase that came in was ask for help. Right. Um, I have a, a friend and a teacher who's a beautiful, beautiful man. His name is Carlos Warder. He's a doctor. Um, he's 75 in a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And so I've done retreats with him, uh, multiple. He's you know down in Southern California and he's a psychiatrist and a medical mm -hmm. doctor and has been using sacred plants as a way to help people process and transform their their trauma like ayahuasca cybacillin type stuff mushroom type stuff yeah. or just oh, okay it, it involves a lot of trust because unless right. it's ayahuasca or unless it's actually a mushroom you don't necessarily know what he's giving you and it's right. to take the focus off of the substance and then oh to got it, it right? gotcha interesting uh -huh. and not to over inflate a sense of importance on any one particular right plant. right and I walked into uh, his house one day. He's like, here he comes, Chris McCann, self-made man, doing it all himself. Right? <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> and, um, and, and so he leaves these little breadcrumbs that right. you know, I'll remember even two, three, four, five years down the road. And I was like, wow, if I actually ask for help. Right. And this is just a way for me to hack my own development and my own growth. Right. And I realized this, Matt, with my, well, he's not a new boss anymore, but mm -hmm. um, chief revenue officer joined nine months ago. Mm -hmm. And whereas I thought that I was absolutely ready to go right. lead a series B stage company to right. an exit. 
Right. I was like, oh, this guy knows way more. Than <laughs> right. He's done this right. many ways, multiple times. And I, and I realized that there was a gap between where he is, right. where I am, and right. likely where he needs me to be. Right. And I was like, I can't burden him mm-hmm. with coaching me right. when I know that I need help. So how do I get that? And so I reached out to our head of HR, who's another mm-hmm. fantastic individual, and she's like, let me introduce you to this person who's worked with these folks over you know, there at Coca-Cola and some other, some really big name coaches and or mentors. Mm-hmm. And one of them I landed on. And just by asking for help mm-hmm. has accelerated my own development right. professionally and personally and identifying the where I am, where I need to be in service of the organization and what traits do I bring that are unique to me that make me feel alive and most empowered and most in service? Mm-hmm. So if there's one thing I'd want to impart on the audience, and this mm-hmm. isn't an advertisement for coaching or anything mm-hmm. like that, but who do you have in your life right. that can look out for you and can mm-hmm. help you identify gaps and give you sound, concrete advice and action items to help you become a better version of yourself. Right. And now that I'm asking for help, I'm asking everyone for help. I'm like, why would I try and figure this out on my own? <laughs> I've already done it, right? Right. Scrub it. It's um, It's been an amazing journey, even over the last nine months. Right. And being a better leader. And of course, it carries over into being a better husband and a better father. Right other and friend it's um it's a remarkable journey and i'm going to enjoy it as long as i'm here in this well, and and i so applaud you for what you just said i think with especially type a individuals i think that is the achilles heel i was literally playing a game with my uh, future wife and my best friend we were sitting around playing some game and one of the cards came up and it was a fairly conscious game but one of the cards came up and it said ask a member of and it's just a game ask a member uh, or ask somebody another um, person playing the game participant to uh, for help in any area of your life. And I literally went blank and I, and I couldn't do it. I literally couldn't do it. I was like, this is ridiculous. I was like, I'm sitting there going, what do you mean? I'm just, what do you mean need help? I don't need help. I, you know, this, you know, I'm the one that helps others. I don't need help. Right. I mean, it was, and that was a conversation going on in my head. And I know I still, that is still a challenge for me is to ask help specifically the way you ask help you know, I can ask help if I need to get something done for work or right a task, mm-hmm. but it's different to ask what you, I think the nuance there is that it's different to ask for and for help to evolve as a human being. That would, that is challenging for me to do is say, Hey, it, you know, it's hard for me to schedule a massage for myself. Right. I mean, just, so, I mean, we're, I'm still taking baby steps, but so, um, but like literally my wife got me a massage for my birthday a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, when was the last time? Cause the masseuse always asked, well, when was the last time you had a massage? I was like, I don't know, 2020. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't remember. It was like two years ago. I don't know. Was it a year ago? A year? I have no clue. And I'm like, maybe that's a sign for me that maybe I need to do a better job of self-care, but I just really love what you were talking about. And the coaching aspect to your point, I think is so important. Is it a coach? Is it a mentor? It, but who is kind of helping guide you and, and, and it's not that I think all the answers come from the inside for the most part anyway. It's just bringing, helping you bring awareness to your own uh, north, you know, your true north versus they're saying, at least when I've been, in, uh, I'm not currently being coached, I need to, 
Um, and I'm going to tell myself that so that I get some leverage on myself. But, but ultimately when I've had good coaches, it wasn't like they said, well, Matt, here's what you do. You just do step one and step. No, it wasn't. It was just asking good questions and then helping kind of me. Is that truly what I want? Or is that, you know, just what I'm telling myself that I, or who do I want that for? Is that really for me? Or is that really for someone else? Right. Yes. And, and so I said, you know, I think there's a healthy with a good coach, I think, or mentor, I think there's a healthy dose of psychology and coaching, you know, true coaching where they're helping guide with questions, but ultimately you're just, you know, you, I think it's a strength when you can ask for that type of help. That's a strength, right? That, sh that says, okay, I, I admit that I don't know everything about everything. And that's the only time in which new information can enter. Otherwise I'm just blocking everything because I'm a know-it-all, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting to think about how this is permeated my work life and really being able to lead and to serve. And I, I don't know what the end game is. I mean, my of hope course. is that all my early series, a, you know, stock options vest, that's, that would be fantastic if that's the case. Right. Um, right. Because then that changes the, uh, the conversation that we have in terms of, you know, finances going forward. Right. But I'm learning. I'm right. Fun. I'm able to impact people's lives and have my life impacted by other folks. You know, my father-in-law, you know, he called that out. He's like, you need someone in your life right. that can help you see around these corners because you've never done it before. Right. Self-made. I left home when I was 18, you know, right. come high water, I was going to figure it out. And at the age of 21 in a house, car, boat, motorcycle, couple of kids, and I was miserable. Right absolutely miserable and you know that that concept of achievement and, and living according to what other people want for you right. i'm grateful that i finally learned that lesson and that i'm the captain of the ship i have right. agency and authority and i'm the one who needs to take action and not allow other people to do that for me because people will Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, totally. And, and so I think, yes, if, if I think for me, the takeaway, and, and I think for people listening or viewing the takeaway is, you know, we can all use that, right? We can, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what area of our life, if we want to really get better at it, whatever it is, are, are we engaging actively in, in either content or preferably a human being that can help that that's done that thing. I mean, and again, referencing Tony, you know, Tony used to say the fastest way to achieve anything is just find somebody achieving it and then just go do what they do. I mean, literally, and I, and I know professionally when I was starting out in life, I was a lot better at that, which was, I would just like, if I want to go do this, what do I do? I just go, you know, offer to take 10 people to lunch that are doing that thing. Then by the end of, you know, the third or fourth lunch of the person that said, yes, I've got a pretty good perspective on what I need to do because I'm talking to people that are already doing it yet later in life, I've become a little too settled in my ways and yes. a little, little too maybe um, arrogant about my own talents or my own ability to affect things. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm learning, I'm, 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 I'm on the backside of that learning kind of having to relearn what it is to be a learner. <laughs> if that makes sense. We, I've studied a thing once and they said knower versus learner. And so that was an actual thing, right? A process we went to, are you a knower or you're a learner? Cause as long as you're a knower, you basically can't grow, right? If you know it, you cannot grow because you're limiting the amount of information you're willing to take in. And so I have to start shifting my mindset back. And by shifting, I will say that 
and thank you for the therapy session today, Chris. Um, <laughs> I think coaching session, I really appreciate it. Um, I usually don't talk this much in the podcast, so I appreciate you holding this space. It's like, I've got a lot to say. <laughs> I just came off the happiness summit where I hosted and I, and I was asking other people questions for 28 hours straight. And so, um, so now it's like, Matt has some things he wants to get out. The, um, but anyway, I, I am definitely life, COVID, post-COVID, business, you know, kids, you know, marriage, all that has, is shifting me. And I tell you, it has not been a fun ride. But it is now I'm starting to see some of the benefits of actually leaning into the pain, leaning into why is this hurting me? Where is this hurt coming from? And what am I going to do with it? Am I going to binge watch Netflix again? Or am I actually going to sit here for five minutes and process, at least start to lean into and say, okay, I need to start asking myself some better questions around, do I want to do this again and again and again and again, right? Yes. And that's where awareness comes in. And that's the beauty of meditation is the opportunity to investigate why we operate a certain way and you know it, it, yesterday great example because you know you, you you think as i'm leading a ceremony mm-hmm. right and i noticed as i was sitting there that something was coming up for me to work on personally mm-hmm. wait right. a minute this isn't this isn't about me <laughs> why am i why is my natural reflex to take a substance and then all of a sudden oh conversations around money are coming up in my head and i was like right. no 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 no, no. Right. like it's so my understanding of removing all forms of self-centeredness becomes a little bit more expanded because i had a different perspective on what that sentence means and so my understanding of remove myself from all forms of self-centeredness and direct my attention to the work at hand i've been saying that for years Mm -hmm. and yet last night Mm -hmm. a different interpretation and a slightly different experience that i had with it and me recognizing that you know anything that's coming up that I've created for myself, any conversations, or I haven't filed my expense reports and I'm four weeks late on it. And mm-hmm. Meredith wants to have a certain experience with me and like this is we're paying interest on a credit card. Right. Like, why do I allow for these situations to fester? Because when it does, it's taking away from my ability to experience and to be of service. Right. Totally. And so I am so grateful for even having the tool to be able to have that understanding and realization yesterday so I could get out of my own way and, and help and to be of service. Right. And you know, that's, as long as I'm vertical, I, mm-hmm. I remain grateful and it's not always going to be this easy, you know, it's right now we're just in a nice little groove with life in general, um, but those tools do get tested and mm-hmm. It's a hardening of what we know and what we don't know. And when I think that I know something, I just hope that I remain open for subversion. Right. Totally. I totally agree. Well, I so appreciate our conversation today. Um, Do you encourage people to reach out to you and visit with you or kind of um, do you have stuff out there in the... <laughs> or, or 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 not i mean because i'm yeah, gonna post no, i'm gonna post your home address in the show notes so one way should, or another you're yeah. gonna get some new 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 people to talk to i'll, I'll link to the waiver you know it's <laughs> um, there's no no assholes right or at least yes. be an asshole who, who recognizes you're an asshole yes exactly be authentically right. you right yes. and you know so i do work with organizations uh-huh 
and you know, and building sales teams, mm-hmm. some of the recognition that I've gotten in the mm-hmm. market is that you hear a lot today about authentic leadership. Yep. It's a lot of platitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I'm fairly good at and, mm-hmm. and helping organizations that, you know, are maybe noble and thought, but weak in execution or they get a right. little off purpose. And how do you actually take care of people and still grow an organization on the heels of so much change, meaning work or tumult in the world, whatever it might be, and helping organizations align their core values Mm -hmm. into the field and into the folks, you know, it's not a top-down approach, it's very much a bottom-up approach and making people feel like they're really part of something to do great work. Um, so that link's on the website. It's chrismccann.co, C-H-R-I-M-C-C-A-N-N.co. Mm-hmm. And I love working with groups. Like I do mm-hmm. individual, I don't call it coaching. Right. Coaching to me is like, I, it makes me feel like I have to go get a life coach certification. Right, <laughs> right. But I like to have conversations with people. So I just sure. call it, you know, advisory. Mm-hmm. Got it. We have conversations. Sometimes they last 10 minutes. Sometimes they go an hour. Right. Looking for that one shift, that one mm-hmm. thing that you can take back into life and field test it. Um, so we have the podcast, the circles, the psychedelic integration circle, um, some other things that we can't necessarily mm-hmm. talk about publicly. But if you mm-hmm. go on the website and you can just you know sign up for the newsletter, we make people aware of those things. Oh, very nice. Well, I appreciate that. And yeah, I would like to have future conversations even in my own space. Um, about some of the stuff we're doing for our company. So I certainly appreciate you coming on the podcast today. I certainly appreciate people tuning in live. And I really appreciate also everyone that listens to our podcast and, and re-listens to our podcast. We, we've, uh, in the last 60 days, we've grown our podcast basically doubled. So we're, we get 140 down, 140,000 downloads a month is what we're getting now. So we really appreciate that just comes from people sharing the information, people sharing the podcast, people talking about the great conversations we're having here. I feel blessed and so lucky to be able to have these conversations day in and day out um, with just amazing, amazing human beings. And, 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 and I can truly say, I think almost, I, I should say almost, I think every human being is amazing. And I just feel blessed that I have so many great resources come on the show and have these conversations that matter. And certainly now we can start to have you can be, you as the listener, you as the viewer can start to be part of these conversations if you choose to, because ultimately I want you to be able to get to experience all of the grace and the gifts that I get to experience by getting to ask some of these amazing human beings questions that matter. So Chris, thank you so much for coming on. I feel very blessed to have spent this time with you and I know that we will be having some future conversations. Yeah, Matt, thanks for the opportunity to talk shop and do make sure if you like the podcast that you give it five stars and put something in the show notes that helps bright vibe and Matt do what they're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And certainly tune into your podcast as well. Sounds like you've got some great guests and some very interesting topics. So, and it's not a fair podcast, it's internal affair podcast. So let's make sure that we get the right one. (laughs) Yes. My, my spouse does not approve. (laughs) (laughs) Neither would mine. Well, God bless. You have a great day and we look forward to having future conversations with you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh Thank you for being a part of the bright vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E, vibe, V-I-B-E dot com. Thank you for listening.
Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.